spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, last night at Baxter Arena, considering the snow we got in town, really good crowd last night. The crowds have been great. Uh, it's been a great atmosphere. And if you've not seen Omaha men play, you got one more opportunity and should be biggest crowd of the year, a big game for both Omaha and South Dakota State. The Mavs last night won 80-72 to over South Dakota. We welcome the head coach, Chris Crutchfield. Crutch, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? It's got to be nice to wake up. You're having breakfast with your lovely wife, Jody. You're celebrating a, a victory in, in the way that you won the game last night. Well, the sun shined a little brighter this morning. So uh, <laughs> we're definitely grateful for that win last night. And uh, back in the office, we're ready to work and get ready for South Dakota State. So let me ask you, and this is kind of a loaded question because I spent a lot of time with you guys. And if you make it to February 17th and you've only won eight games, people are like, oh, man, I bet you can't wait for the season to be over. It's been such a grind. I don't sense that at all. And whether it's my discussions with you and being around the team or Frankie Fiddler last night, who we had on the postgame show after his 27 points, he basically said after the loss in, at North Dakota, guys came back in Monday and they were ready to go with the new week. Why is it not a grind when you're not having the season that you want and that there's some excitement and there's looking ahead to going, hey, if this pops, we could get a nice run going. Well, I think part of it is we, we kind of keep it fun. We keep it relaxed for the guys. And I got a great staff who who have a great temperament uh, with our players. And um, when you get into these, these tough days of February and you're not winning, and it could, it could be an issue now for some teams, especially a young team who don't quite understand it all, and uh, we come in, we have long conversations about what happened and why it happened, and, and uh, we got to keep working. And uh, we just talk about getting up every day and working and having a great attitude. And, uh, uh, and, and those guys have, have really, really soaked it all in, Gary, and they come in every day. And I told them, uh, if, a team, if somebody came in and watched us practice on Monday, they couldn't they could do it. Tell, tell you if a, that team had lost eight games in a row or won eight games in a row. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a great quality, guys, that you can take with you no matter what happens in life or basketball. Like, like your ability to get up and shake off a loss and still come to work with a good attitude every single day is a, is a, less, a, you know, a life lesson that we all can, can learn from and take with us. But, but this group has done it. They've done it all year. They've never got their head down. Well, and Crutch, for you, you know, personally now, kind of getting through the the last part of the regular season before the Summer League Tournament, look, I, I know you're a competitor, but I know you kind of put this first year in perspective just for you in trying to manage the highs and lows because even with, with eight wins, there have been some good moments, last night being one of them. How has it been for you, you know, now kind of overseeing this program and, and trying to have this team, you know, ready regardless of what the result was the previous time out to kind of have them focus on that task at hand, especially as you get to this part of the season? Well, part of it is, you know, we, we got a plan, our staff and I, myself, we got a plan of what we're trying to get done here. And sometimes that blueprint is a long-term blueprint, and uh, we realize that and we know it. 
uh, and we're building to something special. But uh, you know, it does affect you a little bit. But we we come back in here every day and we talk about the plan. Mm-hmm. Plan, guys. Let's not get off the script here. Let's stay on the script and see. And keep pushing and keep working, and we, we, we're doing the right things because we've been in a bunch of games and had to lead in most of those games in the second half. Yeah. So, so we're doing the right things. We know it. Uh, but, no, I, I understand it. I get it. I know what we're trying to get done in this part of the rebuild. You're going to go through some ups and downs. But you can't lose uh, track of what the big picture is, yeah. what the plan is, and and we come here every day and we, we talk about the plan and are we on track? Yes, we are on track. We're not winning the games that we, we think we should have won, but we're doing the right things that will equal wins eventually. As people watch your team play, and they know it's a young team, there's only one senior, and that's Kyle Lutke. You're led by Frankie Fiddler, and you've got other pieces that are young and they're going through their first year of playing Division One basketball, but your freshmen have come a long way. Tony Osborne hits a big shot when you needed it last night. He gave you a spark, double figures off the bench. Luke Jungers, who got into a little bit of foul trouble, but he hit two big threes. And Jayshon Glover, now that you've inserted him in the starting lineup, I mean, he's cleaning up the glass. He's more uh, aggressive offensively. But I want to ask you about Jayshon because I, I want you to share the story. So you get the job last spring, and you're trying to build the roster, figure out who's here, what pieces you need. How is a guy like Jay Sean Glover, who's a 3,000-point scorer in the state of Minnesota, how is he not already headed somewhere when you and Coach Brown were able to get on him? Walk us through how you got him to Omaha. Well, that's a good, great question, Gary, because uh, I had no idea who he was uh, when I hired uh, Kai, and Kai kept mentioning me about this kid in Minnesota, in southern Minnesota. And at the time, I knew, I thought I knew <laughs> every place in the country, but but Delia, Minnesota, he said, right there outside of Mankato, the kid down there, we was recruiting North Dakota State. I don't think uh, we're going to take him. Uh, North Dakota kind of flirted with him a little bit. A bunch of Division II. The next one, we need to see him. I said, well, why hadn't he you know, signed yet? Is he good enough? He said, uh, I think he's good enough, Coach. And I said, well, let's see if we can get him down. So his, his coach brought him down. He brought him down for uh, a visit, and uh, from the first time I met the kid, his personality and his charisma was unbelievable. It kind of reminded me of Buddy Hill a little bit in his personality. Big smile on his play, on his face, and he just was one of those kids that you knew he had that contagious personality that you needed in your locker room. Now, I didn't know what kind of basketball player he was, but then you know, he was able to work him out a little bit, and you could see his skill level. You could see he was strong. He had a great body for a freshman. And uh, I knew I knew right then, I said, he's going to be a good player in this league. We just need some work and some, some help and really help him with his shooting. But but he had all the other qualities and all the other traits that I was looking for, you know, in, in a big wing like him. So, so, you know what, he got here this summer, and he's a little late getting to campus in the summer. Then Gary worked his butt off. All summer, and getting up in the morning with Coach Brown and working every morning. Then he kind of got away from it a little bit. It took him about a month, got away, and turned into a typical freshman. And I tell people this story all the time: he got away from 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 the love of basketball, and we had to pull him back in. And uh, about mid December, we got back in the gym with Coach Brown and started back working, and his confidence grew. And now you're seeing the results of a, of a kid that that. That confidence is really, really high. 
He's going to be a great defender in this league. He's going to be a great scorer. He's going to be a great player. I wouldn't be surprised if he'd be an all-league player uh, by the time he's a junior. Crutch, I think the first time I talked to you, I asked you the, the question about you know the the ideal player you'd want to recruit, and that that that's a great story right there too. But you know, I I'm always curious now once you kind of get that full you know go round of what's what you're going to be seeing night in and night out in your league. Does any of that does that overall recruiting profile change? I mean, I know there's always going to be commonalities with what makes a basketball player a high level guy that you're always going to want, but does anything sort of change a little bit with the recruiting profile now that you've kind of gone through, uh, you know, the, the first taste of the conference? Yes, you know what, I'm I'm really really surprised at the, the size and the strength of this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a a skinny league, man. You got to have a body. <laughs> you got to be physically strong in this league. I mean, that's guards and your interior post players. Mm-hmm. So, so it's hard to take a guy that's you know uh, going to be 165 pounds and, and think he's going to come in here and help you uh, unless he has the quicks and the skill of Trey Young. Um, but but you have to get guys with bodies, and you got to be able to develop uh, their skill and also develop their strength. Because this is a tough physical league. And, I knew it was a skilled league. I knew it was a good league. I didn't know how physical the league was. Now I'm in it. I'm like, whoa, yeah. now uh, we got to take guys with bodies. We got to get bodies. Hey, there's, and we talked about the league and, and, and how you've adjusted, but I don't think I've ever asked you this. What have you learned about yourself as, the, as a first year Division I coach? You got the opportunity to coach your sons at East Central in Oklahoma, but what have you learned mm-hmm. about yourself in your first year as a Division I coach that's 28 games in? Well, one thing I have learned, Gary, is um, I have to be patient. And uh, as you know, most coaches are not patient people by nature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want things to happen right away. And uh, I've learned how to be patient. Uh, uh, I've also learned that, that maturity takes time. Mm. There's a maturation process that takes time with these kids and you have to allow them to do it without trying to fast track it. Because if you do try to fast track it when they're not ready, you could lose them. And uh, we knew we was young coming into the year. We knew we had a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of junior college kids that hadn't played Division One basketball, eight total. Uh, then we had three guys that had played, four really had played a bunch of minutes at Division One. Frankie being a freshman at that. So we knew how young we was, but we also knew that this is going to take some time to grow these kids up. And uh, and we've been patient with them. And that's the thing our staff talk about every day, just be patient. Don't don't grind on them too hard. Make sure they understand that we, we're in this with them together. But we, we're pushing them, but we're not overdoing it. And uh, it's a fine line. It's mm-hmm. a fine line to lose your, your team if you're not patient with them. So that's been the biggest thing, I think, just being able to be patient. And Last time – oh, sorry, sorry, Coach. I pick up the phone, talk to Long Cooler, you know, every other day, and he talked about just be patient, be mm-hmm. patient. You got talent, just be patient with them. They're eventually gonna come. Last time you guys had that South Dakota, South Dakota State swing on the road, it was it was a tough weekend. Last night, if that's an indicator of maybe learning something from those matchups with that victory over South Dakota, when you look at kind of going at this SDSU team, a primetime game at Baxter Arena should be a great crowd. Uh, what do you, what do you kind of 
what do you kind of draw from that previous experience, and, and what do you kind of look at that, that can go different tomorrow night? Well, one, I think you know, we didn't stop to a great start uh, in Brooklyn. So, so I think at home we have to get up to a great start to where a team likes to Dr. Coach Davis. The team is playing with a lot of confidence. They're very talented. They're bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to get up to a great start. Too. we got to have a defensive plan in place to be able to contain their interior players and also make sure you know, their best players, Zeke Mayo, um, doesn't go off again and get 30 against us. Man, he's a really dynamic guard that 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 can score from many different places. He's a big time shooter, and he had a big night against us at their place. Yeah. Kind of closed the game out, uh, so to speak, with, with with a couple of big shots. It kind of got some separation there at the end. So uh, we have to do a great job. But, but our fans, our fans come out and support us like they have done all year. We have a great atmosphere. Our guys are going to be excited to play. And um, who knows what could happen. Uh, all right, we'll get you out here on this, and that's a 7.05 tip-off tomorrow night. Going to be a great atmosphere, great crowd. Going to be a really, really good game. South Dakota State uh, came back to win at Denver last night, and the Mavs beat uh, South Dakota. We'll get you out here on this because it is All-Star Weekend in the NBA, and two of your biggest recruits ever that you got to go to Oklahoma, Trey Young, Buddy Heald. If they're playing one-on-one, who wins? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough question, man. <laughs> Well, I've seen him do it, and uh, I will have to go with Buddy just because of his size. Uh, Trey's giving up you know, two or three inches and probably 25 pounds, so I'll go with Buddy because <laughs> of his size. Uh, Crutch, thanks for your uh, time, uh, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. That's uh, Chris Crutchfield. His first year as uh, Omaha men's basketball coach. Uh, last night, they uh, snapped the losing streak, beat South Dakota, a really, really good team win. And they're back at it tomorrow night against uh, South Dakota State. He was referencing Zeke Mayo, who Omaha was making their way back into the game. And Zeke Mayo, at the end of the shot clock, just throws it up top of the key. And he was in no man's land. He about 40 yeah. feet away. Banks it in. And that was probably a ball game. He's, he's really good. That'll be a, that'll be a fun game uh, tomorrow night as uh, Omaha is trying to improve their seating for the uh, conference tournament. I thought you were going to ask Crutch about the, uh, the dunk contest, knowing that one of his – Memorable moments at UNO was uh, putting on a little dunking show. Did he dunk it was over a table. Is that what he did? Is that how uh-huh. he got noticed? Yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, you know, the props always a big thing with the, the dunk contest. So. I'm learning more. We went to when we were in Vermilion. Uh, we walked across because anybody's familiar with the Dakota Dome. If you haven't been there in a while, they completely redid it. Mm-hmm. So there's parts of it still look the same. The old football stadium for yeah. South Dakota, but they put in you know, seats on the sidelines, and they have a club level at one end that overlooks the field, and then you can turn around and you can see into their basketball arena. And we walked over to look at the football, and all of a sudden he goes, yeah, that corner right there, I caught four touchdown passes. And I'm mm. like, really? Nice. Go, you might be one of the rare people that have played in the Dakota Dome in the same year in football and basketball. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. People, you know, that, that story, it, it's just, it's very cool. You know, with the the football presence and then the basketball and then getting noticed just with his overall athleticism and stuff. Like, I I thought that was really cool. And, yeah, you know, the the, the old days of the North Central Conference, yeah. too. Nostalgia. Uh, tomorrow night should be wild. That'll be – it's usually the largest crowd of the year, and they expect a large crowd tomorrow night as uh, both teams are battling to finish up the season strong. And uh, you get a chance to see Frankie Fiddler, William Kyle the third, Luke Jungers, Kyle Lutke. Summit League's got. I'm giving you Metro guys. Yeah. 
Well, especially the Dakotas. Too. Well, the Summit League is everybody like to win the conference, but the, the league is like you know what Oral Roberts, who wrapped up the regular season last night, Jeez. they could be a 12 seed. I mean, that's unheard of in the Summit League that an at large, not an at large, but an automatic bid from a mid major league like the Summit League, which yeah. you know you have to play a lot of buy games, so a lot of teams are playing on the road. That Oral Roberts could be a 12 seed. That just shows yeah. you how good Oral Roberts is and how tricky a 5-12 if you're stuck with that team from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to see them. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow night, 7.05. Uh, if you can't make it, we'll have the game over on 1180 beginning at 6.30. Matt Verzal joins the party next on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions. Supply. See store or jcp.com for details.